This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Brian and Kim Walker. Today, we have an interesting topic that came in through email, and it's about why do different companies tell me that all these crazy things are wrong with my website? And I'm really looking forward to getting into that. Before we get too far into it, though, let me thank our sponsors. Thank you to our friends at RepairPal for this episode. RepairPal will introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com, the largest site for auto repair. Learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. Y'all know how you like know your significant other and like you just know things. He really is excited about this topic. Like he's twitching. His <laughs> leg is tapping. And that's how I know he's really excited. He loves to talk about this kind of stuff. So we got an email. Yeah. What's you know, it say? Kim tells people all the time, email us at podcast <laughs> at shopmarketingpros.com. I always want to say shopmarketingpros.com forward slash podcast, because that's where you can go to our website and find all of the episodes and everything. But if you want us to talk about a particular topic, email us at podcast at shopmarketingpros.com. Good job. And we'll cover it. This email was from Rich Young. He was emailing us, thanking us for the episode that we did on coupons and discounting. And in that email, he said, oh, I have another thought for a potential podcast. I know I'm going to be long-winded again. Always wondered why when we have another marketing company review and grade our website, it always comes out pretty crappy on the scorecard from load speed to keywords, SEO, overall performance, etc., I've used Lighthouse and some other things to gauge their performance, but the numbers never seem to match what the other party produces. I feel like some marketing companies use smoke and mirrors for selling their websites that really may not be any better than what we already have. I'm sure this is an issue for others, too. And yes, it is, it is absolutely it's an issue. A lot of it is smoke and mirrors. Some of it's not. We're going to talk about that some today. It's kind of like. When people bring their car into the shop, you know, they always have that question of why is it they want to bring my car into the shop? I always get a list of things that's wrong with my car. Mm -hmm. They may have two different shops look at their car and get two different lists of the things that are wrong with them. And it's kind of the same thing with the websites. There's no standard, just like there's not a standard for a multi-point inspection on a car. There's no standard for looking over a website. To see what's wrong with it. Yeah. And this isn't just websites. You know, this is all marketing. You know, you get two different marketing companies that look at your direct mail pieces and they're going to critique it differently. Yep. So it's subject to opinion. There's a lot of opinion. There's a difference between, you know, I mean, it's not scientific. It's an opinion. Now, when you attach the program or the software that is checking page speed or all these different things. That's different. I mean, that is, there's no like hard line. There's no hard rule, right? It's based on opinion. But even like page speed, I just heard you go on a whole We're going to get into that. about that. So yeah. that's the thing, right? The thing is that it's based on opinion and everybody yeah. has a different opinion. And, so. and it, there may be some scientific process to it as well. Like these softwares that check websites, they're not lying to you about what they find wrong with the website. It's just that... Do those things really matter? It's like when you bring a car in, you know, and you have one of the new scanners that will do a complete check of every system 
on the car. Somebody brings a car in for a check engine light. Mercedes has been that way for as long as I can remember. Back starting when we used to use the old HHT, the handheld tester, we could do a quick scan on the car and it would check every system. And it would always come back with just tons of codes, all kinds of stuff. And it's these codes that they happened here and there because of something weird that went on, but there wasn't necessarily a problem there. And it's the same thing with the softwares that people use to scan a website is they may find issues that they were an issue at one time, not necessarily an issue now, or it's technically an issue if you're wanting to have a perfect website, but it's not really causing a problem. And honestly, when it comes to a perfect website, there's no such thing, in my opinion. Well, and even like in the shop, you know, technology changes or maybe laws change and from state to state or whatever it might be. The same thing happens with, say, Google. Google's algorithm changes or where at one point in time, Google maybe weighed this particular aspect of a website very heavily. And that's not so much the case anymore, which I know you're going to address some of that. So what we want to do today in this episode is answer that question from the email, but empower you as a shop owner to be able to know, is my website a good website? Are there things I need to be taking care of or paying more attention to? The short answer is that most of the time, the companies are just trying to get the sale. They run a scan on the website in most cases. Now, you have a software-based audit, and then you have a manual audit. I personally am a fan of a manual audit done on a website. The software-based audit gets into all the tiny little issues that honestly will probably never get fixed on the website and honestly probably don't ever need to be fixed on the website, but it'll show you all kinds of crazy things. Um, You know, so there's software-based and there's manually done audits. And then when it comes to people telling you that things are wrong with your website, there's solicited feedback and there's unsolicited feedback. I think about how often we get emails. I personally get emails probably once every two weeks from another company saying that they found all these issues with our website that need to be fixed. And I look through and it's like they didn't even look at our website. All they did was they sent the same email to a whole bunch of people to see if someone bites. And that will very often happen. So you have the unsolicited ones where they're coming to you telling you, hey, we found these things wrong with your website. And for the most part, you can just dismiss that. It's spam. Most of it is 100% false information. And they are just trying to get a sale. They want to sell you a website. If a shop owner is working with someone they trust, they like, they know them, right? The whole thing that we talk about and they get this email. I'm thinking, right, from our perspective, Shop Marketing Pros, I want our client to forward that and say, hey, I got this. Is there any validity to this? Is there anything in here that we need to address? Would you agree with that? Or because you're just saying it's probably spam, just overlook it, right? It's almost 100% spam. For the most part, you can trash it because I see these things that come through all the time on our own website. I have had them forwarded to us from clients and it's just complete BS. Now, sometimes they will have a report attached to them and you can look at it and tell, okay, they actually took the time to run a scan on the website. And a lot of the things that it shows in that report, they're accurate. It is an accurate problem. If you're looking for that 100% perfect website, a lot of them are accurate problems that really do need to be addressed, especially if you don't have ongoing SEO 
being done to your website, then there's a very good chance that there are a lot of problems that if they're fixed, they will actually solve a problem. I just like the communication part of it. You know, I'm thinking as for shop owners, same thing. If their customer that they've been working with goes off somewhere else and gets a diagnosis, I would think as a shop owner, they want them to come back to them and say, hey, you know what I mean? So I just like I I like that it opens up communication a little bit. Yeah, but you're going to get these things so often that after a while, once you trust your company that you're working with, just trash them when they come in. Unless it looks like something that is completely legitimate. Most of the time, they're not. That makes sense. Um, You know, then there are the solicited ones where you're working with a company and you're like, I just don't know if I'm getting what I should be getting out of them. And this happens a lot. Like people reach out to us and they're saying, hey, I've been having SEO done on my website for a while and I'm just not sure that I'm really getting anything out of it. And they ask us to do an audit of it. And we will do usually both a manual audit and a software audit. We use a software called SEMrush. It's S-E-M-R-U-S-H, if anybody wants to look that up. But we use SEMrush to audit the websites uh, along with our manual audit. And in that case, we'll go back to the client and we will tell them, hey, here's the things that we found. You know, these are things that really should be addressed. These are things that you can ignore. When you have asked someone to audit your website or something in your marketing, you can trust that more than you can the unsolicited, you know, people that are just reaching out to you for no reason other than they want to sell. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm sitting here telling you that there's some of these things that matter and some of them that don't. And I'll give you an example. Um, Duplicate content is something that has been fought over for a long time. Some people say that duplicate content is a problem. I fall into that camp. I say that duplicate content is a problem. Some people say that it won't actually hurt you. Everybody agrees that duplicate content won't help you to rank. It's not going to make your website rank better. But I am in the camp that it will actually hurt you. For those who don't know, define duplicate content. So there's multiple types of duplicate content. There's duplicate content within the same website, like your website having multiple pages that have the same content on it. Usually that is a technical error with the website where actually what it is is one page that has multiple URLs. They go to that page. So the search engine looks at those multiple URLs and thinks that there's multiple pages that all have the same content on it. And then there's duplicate content across websites. Like in some cases, somebody may look at the content on your website and say, oh, I like that. And they just copy it and paste it right into their website. Now your website and their website has duplicate content. More often than that, what it is, is it's lazy website companies that create a bunch of stock content Mm. and they put it on all of their clients' websites. And the client's like, oh, great. I have a page now for Honda and Toyota and Lexus and Daewoo. And you go and every car line that there ever was. And they're impressed because now they have all of these pages, but those pages are complete garbage. And every website that that company ever made has that garbage content on it. And they do the same thing for the various services. Your website should have 100% unique content on it, in my opinion. And my opinion is backed by seeing when we fix this on other websites, we see the rankings go up. But there are still SEOs out there that will argue with you and say that it's not a problem. I will change out the duplicate content on your website and show you that your website ranks better. But this is one of the reasons why you have different companies telling you different things because I'm sitting here telling you it's a problem and there are other companies out there that'll look at it and say, oh, it's not a problem. And this is just one example of many. 
I want to thank our friends at RepairPal for making this episode possible. They're on a mission to put trust back in auto repair. You're an honest shop that delivers high quality work and great service, right? Well, millions of consumers looking for mid to major mechanical repair look for shops like yours in the RepairPal trusted network. Contact them to get certified today and receive one month free service at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. Being in the RepairPal certified network helped us grow our shop's business and it can help yours too with new customers and a higher ARO. Plus, you don't have to worry anymore about arguing with customers over price because shops in the RepairPal certified network are trusted by consumers for being fair priced, not low priced, fair priced. You have to be in it to win it. So head over to repairpal.com forward slash shops to learn more and set up a call. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. I'm a shop owner and I'm paying you to build my website. I have no idea that you're pulling from a library of content and putting on my website that is exactly the same as some other shop owner. And in the real world, the customer is not going to know that. We're talking about this from an SEO perspective, the benefit, why you have a website in the first place. Like we've literally had people with us where you pull content off of their website and go copy it and paste it into Google. That's what we're talking about. And suddenly you see that that same content lives on a hundred other websites. I mean, just step back. I know some of my team probably gets frustrated because I constantly am saying, let's look at the big picture here. Like, look at the big picture. This is an integrity thing. Like you're paying someone to put content on your website. You don't want it to be the exact same thing that somebody else got. It just doesn't make sense. That's another thing that people could argue about is whether or not it's actually an integrity thing because did they promise people that it was unique content to begin with? But I don't want to, like we could easily go down some, a lot of rabbit trails in this discussion. My point behind this was to show you that there are things that different companies and different people disagree about. And that's one of the reasons why you could be getting one company that's telling you, oh, this is a problem. And then the company that you're working with that's saying, no, this isn't a problem. All right. The other one is page speed. And this was specifically mentioned in the email from Rich, you know, was that some of them say, well, you know, the page speed is low. And this is a tactic that a lot of companies use to sell websites is because it's so easy to tell somebody to go to do a Google search for Google page speed insights and then, you know, run a test on your website. And the typical website is going to be somewhere in maybe the the 60s or 70s on desktop and maybe the 40s or 50s on mobile. And that's not especially good. But the real question is, is it causing a problem? Actually, last week or the week before, Google just came out and said, hey, we're, we're not we're not using page speed as a ranking factor anymore. They took that out of their algorithm, according to what I read. I've been saying for a long time that page speed, it's not a ranking factor unless your page speed is so bad that it is causing a poor user experience. Because I can take a website that's ranking in the 60s and get it up into the 90s. And from a user experience standpoint, I can tell no difference because we're talking about nanoseconds when we're talking about page speed on a website. Where it becomes a problem is when you literally watch the page load because it's so slow. And there are websites out there that are like that. Usually the problem there is that somebody is going out there with their DSLR camera. They're taking 
you know, a picture that's 60 megabytes and loading it up onto the website full size. And now all of a sudden the, the website has to load these huge images. And with today's internet speeds, you can actually load them pretty darn fast, but it can still cause that page to be slow. It can cause a poor user experience. Or you go to a website, you click on a link and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait. And then all of a sudden it loads. That is a problem. And I do believe that that causes poor ranking on a website. But when you have a website that as a user, you go click through that website and the user experience is perfectly fine. It doesn't matter that your page speed is a 70 or even a high 60s. Because what happens in marketing, we have to track what is happening. Like we have to be able to report back to our clients and show them how well what we're doing is working. All right, Google's entire business is selling advertising. I say entire, that's a majority of their business is selling advertising. And they have to prove to the client that the advertising they're doing works. So we'll take a website and we'll have the the page speed in the mid 90s. And then as soon as we put the tracking measures, Google's tracking measures have you, all right? These are their scripts that have to be put on the website to track their marketing or, you know, like Google AdWords, for example, we put tracking script on the website. We put Google Analytics script on the website. We'll put the Facebook pixel on the website. By the time that we're done, we have a website that was in the the mid 90s for page speed. And now the darn thing is in the low 70s for page speed because the scripts are what slow the website down in this case. So a few minutes ago, we were talking about how a lot of this is opinion. Okay. This though... This is fact. This is fact. You can find it and put it in the show notes, I'm sure. Like something just came out from Google addressing this. Mm -hmm. So this is not one of those that's, you know, this person's opinion over this person's opinion. This is actual fact from Google themselves. Yeah, they come out every once in a while and say, hey, we're not looking at this anymore. Yeah. In this case, some people really question as to whether or not they were ever looking at it to begin with. Again, I do believe if your website is so slow that there's a user experience problem, I do believe that that will cause ranking issues. But just showing you, again, another example of why one person says that something is a problem and another person says that it's not. Because somebody who really wants to sell you a website, they'll go run a page speed test. This is going to continue happening regardless that Google came out and said this. This is going to continue happening for quite a long time where... People are going to say, oh, you know, your page speed isn't where it needs to be. We need to build you a new website. They're not even trying to fix the problem. It's let us build you a new website. One of the things about the page speed, though, correct me if I'm wrong, is that there's this big trend with having the video headers, right? And sometimes those video headers can just take up so much time. And It's kind of an old trend. Yeah. But yeah, especially when you're trying to natively host Mm -hmm. the video, it will cause really low slowing. And that can actually cause a user experience issue. Typically, whenever we do a video header, which we really don't do those much anymore, but when we do or when we put a video that auto plays on a website, we host it on YouTube mm-hmm. and then it, it doesn't count against you. So even if that. that's what you want, there's ways to still have those things, just like, you know, your pictures and all that. So, all right. So we've talked about page speed. We've talked about uh, duplicate content. Duplicate content. And, what are some other, are there some other things? Well, I mean, there's things like, you know, and it comes back to opinion or theory or strategy. If you ask us, we're looking at that website from a performance standpoint. 
If you ask us about it and we go to that website and we see the stock picture of the mechanic in his overalls holding the big freaking wrench, what are we going to say? That that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to tell you this is a problem. Yeah. If we go to your website and we see that there's not a blog on the website, we're going to tell you that you have a missed opportunity here. Yeah. So again, that's an opinion thing. You know, I think that there it, are It's an some, opinion, but it's an opinion based on experience. Right. There are some shops that might not care about that stuff, right? It's totally fine for them. But then there are shops who really value and care deeply about the fact that when their client or potential client visits their website, they want them to see, feel, experience, get to know, like, and trust that shop. So when they then walk into the shop, they're not feeling like, where am I? This is not what I experienced online. So we're always 100% of the time going to recommend that you use real photography and videography from within your own shop, not using those stock photos. Within the other company or other companies, you know, many of them will look at it and they're like, we don't have time. We're just going to throw these stock photos on here and, you know, hey, it's auto repair photos. It works. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of their theory. So they're building something that they think is perfectly fine for you. Whereas we're looking at it and we're saying that is it's trash. It's not going to perform to its you know maximum potential. And that is the difference between a company that is just turning and burning websites. They will build you a website in three days because they're taking a stock template that they have. It's already loaded up with a whole bunch of pages and content that's on every other website they ever build. Change the color, they have slap your logo on there. All this stock photography that's on it. And they're like, hey, we can get your website up in no time. And yeah, you'll go from not having a website to having a website or you'll have a new website. And if you haven't gone and looked around at their other stuff, you're thinking, oh, well, they just built me a website that, you know, it looks great and they did it so fast, but it'll never perform. Whereas us, we do top tier marketing for top tier shops. So it's going to take 60 to 90 days when we build a website and we're going to look at all of those things because we want that website to really be a great representation of your company and your culture and your clients. You it's know, the we, difference of hand making, you know, homemade bread as opposed to walking in the store and buying loaf of bread that's already made, it's sitting on the shelf. So, yeah. you know, for some people, for some shops, they're fine with that. That's good enough. Right? So that's a decision that you have to make. So... But do your homework, right? That's really what kind of what we're talking about here. So are there some other things you have written down over there that you want to share when we're answering? You know, we look at things like code bloat. Code bloat? Yeah. So basically a website that is just so full of code that when you look at the code, it just looks like this absolute mess of numbers and letters and characters that you can't really tell what's going on. Whereas a website that has been built well, you can look at that code and tell exactly what's going on there. Now, I have never heard this word in my life. <laughs> talk to our <laughs> SEO team. Yeah. And they're all very familiar with it because it's one of the things that we look at. And, you know, there's a happy medium there also because with modern websites, we're doing so much with those websites that they do have a lot of code on them. But some of them, especially these website builders like, 
Squarespace and stuff like that. They're just full of code bloat. And one person will look at that and say, well, there's a problem. And another person will look at it and say, there's not a problem. It sounds like a disorganized, nasty mess. It is. That's exactly what it is. When you look at it, it's like, uh, what is happening here? My point is, is I keep answering the same exact question over and over with different examples of there is no standard. Different people look at different things. When it comes to SEO, for example, you might have one person that ranks a website by throwing tons and tons of links at it and they make it rank. And another person that ranks a website by creating really awesome content and they make it rank. Well, the person who who does SEO by just throwing a whole bunch of links at it is going to look at it and say, there's no links, there's a problem. And they may be right. And the person who does it by building great content might look at a website and say, there's no content here. That's a problem. And they could be right because ultimately what you want is a good mix of both of those things. And you want it done properly in a way that's not going to get you penalized by Google. So So. as an educated shop owner, you want to take away from this episode that you want to look at your website, big picture, right? The content, the imagery, links. You want to make sure that it feels good from a user perspective. Mm -hmm. I know we often will tell people, hand your computer with your website pulled up to somebody that doesn't know your business and have them kind of go through it. Yeah. 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 I mean, look at things from a common sense standpoint. And I know that their SEO is not exactly common sense. It's confusing. It'll make your eyes roll back in your head, you know, when you start looking at the intricacies of it. But most of the time, if you have a website that it looks pretty nice and it's got some good content on it, that's unique. And, you know, the basics of SEO have been followed like, and this is where you, you need to gain a little bit of knowledge. It's something that you, where you, you really should know for yourself some of these basics. Like, And this is going to sound technical, but it's actually pretty darn simple when it comes down to it if you take the time to learn it. Things like your header tags and your title tags and your image alt text. You know that those things are in place. That, uh, again, it's unique content. That you have a page structure that makes sense. Like it's laid out well. If you have those things right... All of these other little things, they might make minute differences, but it's probably not enough to make an impact on your business that's going to be worth putting into it what you would need to put into it to build that perfect website. You know, I'm sorry, you got one page where your meta description is 156 characters and the limit is 155 characters. Well, the software is going to give you a big red X on that saying that you have a problem when that is going to cause absolutely zero issue anywhere. So let me add this, because if you know me, you know, I don't live in the SEO website world. That's why I've never heard of code bloat before in my entire life. (laughs) But I'm mesmerized and fascinated by it. However, I live more in the social email messaging kind of world. You just threw out a whole list of words that people probably have never heard of. And they're asking a question about websites and why does this person say this? And this person says this, if you're like me and you just heard him say meta description and blah, 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 whatever. And you're like, I don't know what that is. Just reach out to us. Our email again is podcast at shopmarketingpros.com. If you're like, Brian, what is that? Just email us. We can't go through in this episode a whole dictionary of defining SEO and website related words. But 
you know, there's some things that he just said. So if you just have questions, just email us. We'll answer. Yeah. And YouTube is a great resource on that stuff, too. If you want to know the basics of SEO, there's probably, a, you know, a few thousand videos on there that yeah. will go over the basics of SEO and teach you and teach you those things. That's one of the things that where we're different is that we truly believe in the foundations and the basics because most people, they want to get into these shiny objects, these super high tech marketing practices when they don't have the basics down. Yep. And it's the same thing with each individual piece of your marketing. Your website really should have the basics. We did an, an episode, I wish I had the episode number in front of me, but we did an episode where we talked about uh, the most important features of a website. It's a really good one to go listen to, but there again, you go listen to another uh, group of marketers you know, talking about what they think are the most important things, and it's going to be something different. Yeah. The other thing is, of course, you can email us and ask us any question you want. You can YouTube it. Don't forget that we have our Facebook group. You can always go post a question in there and you're going to get all kinds of answers. So, yeah. And we'll make sure that you get answers that lead you in the right direction. So does the auto repair marketing mastermind on Facebook. What else do you have? That's really it. Rich, I hope I answered your question in a way that makes sense. I know that there was nothing super definitive there except to say that there's no real standard and that's why you get different things from different companies it's just super subjective but there are some of the things like we talked about with page speed are fact based so the thing is it should make sense though it really should make sense so if you have questions about it you know like obviously you've had i'm talking to rich now you've had different people look at your website you know it's a website audit we do website audits so Just and, and ask listen, questions. Listen to, your, listen to your BS meter. Everyone's got an internal BS meter. You know what I mean when I talk about that. And if your BS meter is going off, there's probably, there's probably some truth to it, you know, to your meter. You know, so listen to what it's telling you. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know that our video editor, John, is going to pull that clip out and Caroline, and there's going to be a poop emoji on it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. right. Well, thank y'all again for listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. We are just one of five podcasts in the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all those podcasts at aftermarketradionetwork.com. We hope that you'll listen in again next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.